Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good. Hey, hey, so my name is Malika Burley, and this is the third session of Weight Loss Wellness and the Word. And um, if you weren't here with us before, uh, we first talked about what this was all about, Weight Loss Wellness and the Word. And then last week, we went into the story of the Shunammite woman and um, talked about declaring it is well. And today I wanted to discuss that it is well still. It is well still. But I will explain exactly what that means. If you don't know me, my name is Malika Burley. I am a weight loss mentor and transformational coach. I am on a personal weight loss journey as well. And I primarily help women that have over 50 pounds to lose. And I help them to lose the weight you gained and gain the you that you lost mostly through Transformation Tribe and also on the Overweighted Podcast where you can listen um, to that podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. But Weight Loss Wellness and the Word is basically an opportunity that I love because I get to combine what I do in business with my love for the Lord. And so that's what we do here on Weight Loss Wellness and the Word We are taking verses uh, or stories from the Bible, and we are um, applying those to our our weight loss journeys, our health journeys. And also, it's not just weight loss, but it's wellness, so it's other aspects of health as well, because all of that matters uh, in our lives here. So before I get started... I wanted to share, in case you didn't see it, so I have a book coming out soon. I'm so excited. It's my very first book ever, Um, but you can get details. It will be out on April 15th, so Saturday, April 15th is when it's going to be published, and um, you can sign up to receive a, or you can sign up to be entered into the giveaway to get a free signed copy of the book at malakeburley.com slash book. And I will be giving out more details when it gets closer to the release date about what exactly the book is about. But if you're here for Weight Loss Wellness in a Word, you might kind of have an idea of what the book is going to be about. So make sure to sign up there at malakeburley.com slash book. You'll be added to the email so that you can get more info about the book as the release date gets closer and also be entered into that giveaway so that you can win possibly a signed copy of the book. One person is going to be able to win that. So I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited that the Lord is using me in this way. Um, I never wanted to write. <laughs> I didn't like writing. I'm a math uh, person. So writing was not my thing. So it's really cool to see um, that he's using me in this way. So anywho, so let's get into what we are talking about today. So today is it is well still. It is well still. And this is going back to a little bit of what we talked about last week in Second uh, Kings 4, 8 through 37. We went through the story of the Shunammite woman 
uh, and Elisha. If you go back to 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37, uh, I'm sorry, if you go back to last week's uh, weight loss, wellness, and the word, I read through 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37, and then I gave some principles that we can pull from that for our weight loss journeys. But there was a couple of things that um, I wanted to clarify and that also that I felt um, that I forgot to mention, first of all, and just some other things that are going on. So I wanted to talk about it as well still. It well still. Last week we talked about it as well. So it it is well still today. So this is kind of a session 2B uh, for the session three. Um, and again, it's 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37, and we won't be on long at all, but I am going to share my screen so I show you that. And then I want to, like I said, just talk about a couple of things that I uh, didn't share last time and also some other things going on. So give me one sec. All right. So we are looking at 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. This is the New King James Version. Elisha raises the Shunammite's son. And I'm not going to read through it. I read through it last time. So you can go back and uh, watch that video. I urge you to do that um, because we want to know why it's important to declare it as well. But when going through this story, so if you did happen to miss last week, so um, there's this woman in Shunammite. She's married. And Elisha, the prophet, often came through her town and she convinced her husband for them to provide for him whenever he came to town. And they even got to a point where they ended up making him a room in their house in the upper uh, an upper room in their house um, so that he had somewhere to stay whenever he came in town. And so he wanted to um, reward her for her service to him um, as a man of God. And so he blessed her with a son um, because she didn't have any children. And back then, um, especially in this time, it was really important for them to not only have children, but to have sons to carry on their name, carry on their um, heritage and things like that. So he blessed her with the son. And throughout the and what happened in the story is that the son, according to the narration, died. But like we learned last week, she never said that he was dead. She always declared it as well. And so there was a couple things that I wanted to point out in this story down in, and this is second Kings four. So down in verse 21, um, after she, after the son died, you see, it says on, in verse 20 that uh, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And then verse 21, she said, it says, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. And we find in the story that her husband, and we'll get to this, but he asked her, you know, is everything okay? It's not like a normal day for them to go see um, men of God or prophets or anything at this time, but she just declared that it is well. But what I wanted to point out here is that when her son had died, the very first thing she did was went back to the man that had gave her the promise of that child, right? Because she didn't ask for this child. Um, it was something that he did to reward her and to bless her for her service for him. And so the first thing that she did, well, first off, she put him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door and went out. And when I think about that, I just really think of the significance of 
putting him in the place where she knew that the presence of God was because she knew that the man of God had been there. That's where he stayed. So the presence of God uh, would be there as well. And so it's almost like laying her son at the altar, right? And so she put him on the bed of the man of God. And then she made sure that the first thing she did was ran straight to that man of God, who was the one that had given her the promise. And so when I look at our lives, um, when situations come up and God has given us promise for things, whether it's good health or whatever that thing is, then what happens when it looks like something's coming up against that promise that God has given us? The first thing that we need to do, just like this Shunammite woman, is run back to the one that gave us that promise. And so when it looks like things aren't working out the way that they're supposed to, when the Lord told us that we would be healed from something, but yet we're coming up with all of these symptoms that seems like we're not healed, we need to run back to the one that gave us that promise. And so that was something I wanted to make sure that I pointed out from this story. And then when you go down, when she actually um, got to Elisha, the the prophet that had given her that promised child um and then he came to the home where the child was the first thing that he did was prayed to the lord and so it says in verse 32 when elisha came into the house there was the child lying dead on his bed he went in therefore shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the lord so the first thing that he did as the man of god that had given her the promise is he went to the one that fulfilled the promise because obviously the child was not from him. He blessed her with a child because that's what the Lord wanted to bless her with. So she ran back to the one that spoke that promise over her and he went back to the one that fulfilled that promise and gave that promise. So again, I love that because it's just a really great example for us of what we should do um, in times that it looks like God's promises aren't being fulfilled or that we're seeing um, things opposite of what it looks like God promised us. So that was the first thing I wanted to say. Make sure to go back to the one that has given you that promise and is fulfilling that promise for you. The second thing, which we kind of talked about last, well, which we did talk about last week, was declaring that it is well. It is well. We see in the entire story that she never once said that her son had died. She always said it as well. And when we looked at that um, word in the Greek, or I'm sorry, in the Hebrew, because this is Old Testament, when we looked that up in Strong's, it was the word shalom. And one of the definitions of shalom is good health. And so she just kept declaring good health over her son in the situation, which is what we also need to do whenever we're faced with times when it looks like our, our promise of good health isn't being fulfilled or, or we're dealing with these symptoms and things that are telling us otherwise, we need to continue to declare shalom, continue to declare it as well, continue to declare it's good health because that is what God said. And remember, we want to believe the report of the Lord, not the report of the enemy. So continue to declare that it is well. And what I also wanted to say about this, and I kind of mentioned this last week, but it's not that she was lying and, you know, when the son had died, but she's still saying that it's well. And when you declare it is well, it's not that you are lying and it's not that you should, I don't want to say this, you know, there are times like when it's like, 
you're always trying to be strong, even when you're hurting. You know, it's not that type of situation where you're um, trying to declare something that isn't. And it's not the situation where you're trying to be the strong one and like you can't be weak, you can't cry, you can't say anything's wrong, right? It's not that at all. What it is, like I was saying, is that you're just believing what the Lord promised you instead of what uh, the enemy is showing you. Because remember, we are first and foremost spirit beings. And so there are things happening in the spiritual that are different than what may be happening in the physical. And so if the Lord is telling you it is well and that you have good health and he is has promised you health, then by us declaring it is well, it is shalom, it is good health, we are just ag agreeing with what he says, not with what we see in our physical sight, right? Not the symptoms that we're necessarily seeing because, you know, as it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're walking by what we believe the Lord said and promised to us instead of what we're seeing with our physical eyes, right? So I just wanted to kind of clarify that from last week as well. The other thing that I wanted to point out is that in the story, in the story, she did not give space for anyone else to say anything negative over her situation and neither did Elisha. So you see like when um, her husband was asking, is everything okay? Is everything okay? This is a weird time for you to go see the prophet. And she said, it is well. And she just hurried up and left and went to the prophet. And even when he was asking, when she got to him, when his assistant um, Jahazi was asking, is it well? Um, or is everything well with the child? Is everything well with the husband? You know, just trying to figure out what's going on. She still declared it is well. And so she didn't allow anyone to be able to come in and speak death over her situation, right? And then we also see when Elisha got to the house where the child was, he went in and it said he shut the door behind the two of them. Because again, I believe that's just showing like not allowing anyone to speak anything other than life, anyone to be able to speak anything other than it as well or good health over that situation. And so we have to remember that as well when um, we are going through situations with our health and we know that everything's gonna be fine. We have to be really careful about who we speak things to um, and be really intentional about who we share information with because sometimes uh, people will unintentionally speak death over your situation when you're trying to speak it as well and you're trying to speak life over it, right? So be really mindful of who you're sharing things with um, in those situations where the physical doesn't really line up with what you know is going on spiritually. And that was something that I had to do as well with the situation with uh, the breast cancer that I mentioned last week, where when I got diagnosed with that, I didn't tell hardly anybody. I could probably count on one hand the number of people I told at first, and eventually maybe I could count on two hands the number of people, because I knew that the Lord had already told me 
that yes, this is cancer, but you will be okay, that you will be healed. So I already knew that I was going to be okay. But you know, a lot of times, especially when people hear the big C word, they start panicking and crying and thinking, you know, it's all over for you. And so I didn't want that because even though I knew what the Lord said, if I had enough people speaking in my ear, crying and speaking death and woe is me in my ear, it might have started to um, make me start agreeing with what the enemy was saying instead of what the Lord was saying. So make sure that you are not allowing others um, to speak death over your situation and make sure that you're not giving others that space to speak anything but life. So be really mindful of who you're sharing um, things with, especially when it's uh, regarding your health. The last thing that I just wanted to share real quick before we go today, I told you it was going to be really quick, is that um, sure enough, just in his true fashion, the enemy has come to try to attack me. But I have declared it is well. It is shalom. It is good health. I am in good health. Um, you know, and, and that's what we should expect. Last week, I talked about the this message of declaring it as well, regardless of what the situation looks like, and to not claim, you know, illnesses, not claim infirmities and things like that, you know, not saying this is my diabetes, my health, my high blood pressure, whatever the thing is, right? And so, of course, in true fashion, because I just shared that message last week, what happens this week is the enemy is trying to give me something, but I ain't taking it. I don't, I don't need his gifts. I don't want his gifts. And so um, I have been having symptoms of um, a cold, but I have been declaring it is well, and it is good health. And I refuse to come into agreement with that. I refuse to um, accept that as my portion, because I know that this is just a distraction. And this is just a trick of the enemy to try to get me to agree with what he's saying, especially when I just told everyone else to say it as well <laughs> over your situation and to say good health over your situation. All right. So I just wanted to share that. All right. So we shouldn't be surprised that he does something like that. Whenever God gives you a promise, he's going to try to come back with some counterfeit or some counteract to that promise. So just be expectant and on the lookout for that type of thing, especially if you're someone that um, shares the word with people. If you are a walking, living testimony for people, he's going to try to come and do some, some things to discredit like your witness. I can't think of the word, but discredit your witness to, like I said, make you come into agreement with him instead of with what the Lord says. But I declare shalom and I declare good health over myself and I declare good health over you as well. All right, let's pray. All right, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to um, just spend time with you in your word and learning more about you, learning more about the promises that you have for us and learning more about how we should live our lives while we are here on this earth. Lord, we know that we are in this world, but we are not of it. And so, Lord, it really helps us to uh, learn these principles and things from the Bible so that we know what to declare over ourselves so that it can help us to walk 
by faith and not by sight because we are seeing what's happening and what's going on in the world, but we are to hold on to your promises and the things that you have shared and declared over us. And Lord, I speak shalom. I speak good health over everyone that comes across this message, Lord, whatever it is that they may be dealing with, any infirmity, any sickness, any illness, um, anything that the enemy is trying to put on them, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord, and demand that their bodies line up with the word of God and that they are in good health because Lord, we know that sickness is not from you. And Lord, if there's any open door in their life that is allowing the sickness to come in, Lord, reveal that to them so that they can see it and they can shut that door so that the illness can flee and go away. And we and Lord, I pray that they command that illness to flee, that they no longer take ownership of it, that they come out of agreement with it, and that they start declaring shalom and good health over their lives. Lord, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Um, I hope this was a blessing for you. If you did not see session two and you didn't see um, the first part of the It Is Well message, make sure to go back and check that out. And then also session one of the uh, what session one of Weight Loss Wellness and the Word. I really broke down Romans 12, one and two and what these sessions would be about. So make sure to go back and check that out as well. All right. I will see you later and I will be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something just really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube. And go grab my free webinar, The Five Keys to Simple, Successful, and Sustainable Weight Loss at MalaykaBurley.com. And of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day. Thank you.